we're good. Hey guys, and welcome back to Coffee with Kels. Today, I have two very special guests with me, and actually the first guys I've ever had on the podcast, which is really, really fun. Oh. I know y'all are the very first ones, and I have Cade and Will with me. Y'all say hi. Hey guys. Hi. Um, so, I'll start with Will. Just give me a little bit about, like, your self. Just kind of, we'll get into testimonies and stuff in a second, but just, like, what do you want them to know about you? Um, my name is Will Lambley. I'm from Owasso, Oklahoma. I'm a sophomore at the University of Arkansas. And I, I lived a pretty normal life growing up. But when I was 16 years old, um, my life pretty much changed forever as I started losing my sight out of nowhere. And um, a lot of people look at my situation and say, man, you must be at such a disadvantage. But kind of what God's shown me through, throughout this is when you turn to him, it, uh, some of the biggest, hardest things we go through in life can be the biggest advantages for us to share the gospel. All right. And you're going to tell us a little about yourself, Cade. Uh, hey guys, I'm Kate Adams. Uh, I'm from Fort Smith, Arkansas. Okay. And um, I'm not in college. I'm a pilot. I fly airplanes. And um, uh, so just been living in Fayetteville for the past couple months and um, just kind of living life. All right. And then what are y'all's go-to coffee orders? Um, I really don't drink coffee that much, but if I'm going to drink it, um, I'm going to drink black coffee because as uh, Mike Leach, former Mississippi State coach, actually passed, so i got to pay homage to him. As he once <laughs> said, I mean, coffee is more about the effect, not how it tastes. I mean, you got, you got to be effective during the day. Right. <laughs> and um, what's your go-to? Man, to be honest, yeah, probably black. Like, sometimes I'll like a hot coffee, but early in the morning when I need to get up and go, um, definitely black coffee. <laughs> Okay, and I just started asking this question, like, the last episode. Um, what is something y'all are really grateful for right now? Um, something I'm really grateful for is just the people that God continues to place in my life. Because when I start losing my sight, that's the biggest thing that helps me every day. As it says in Proverbs 17, verse 17, which says, A friend loves all times, but a brother is born for times of adversity. When you have people pouring into you uh, every day, um, just the truth. I mean, it's hard not to have a positive attitude, honestly. So just the people God continues to place in my life. Sweet. What about you? Yeah. Um, honestly, like, I'm just really grateful for, like, my jobs and all the people I've been meeting over the past couple months since I've moved back. Everyone has really had a positive impact on, like, my walk with Christ and um, just, like, my overall, like, daily life and meeting people like Will or, like, you that have been um, – really kind to me and just have shown me really good welcoming hospitality vibes when I, since I've moved back. That's sweet. I want to talk about what I'm grateful for because I'm trying, that's one thing I'm really bad about is like I just kind of like forget to be like grateful for things. So I'm gonna, I think what I'm thankful for right now is definitely church family because I didn't have that in like high school. Like I went to church kind of like solo and I kind of went through the whole thing by myself and then, um, going through like I don't know that was just like hard to, like it's hard to build a foundation if you don't have people to like like hold you accountable and um so it's been really nice to be able to go to like C3 in public and just I don't, and then also posting about it you're able to meet people like y'all yep. so um yeah now I want to get into y'all's testimonies this is kind of the part I really like to talk about for a little bit just because I think it's really important because if you know somebody's testimony you're able to like I don't know, I guess get to know them better, and all, I don't know, so, uh, yeah, Will, what's your testimony? Yeah, so, um, you know, I always tell people that uh, Jesus changes everything, 
And when, when I was eight years old, uh, Jesus changed my life as I accepted him into my heart. And I remember that moment where I just wanted to tell everyone about the, the best decision I'd ever made in my life. And up until I was 16 years old, I always knew who God was. But um, my main focus was on relationships and items. And it wasn't until December of 2018, during my sophomore year of high school, where I looked, I was playing during a high school football game. And I looked up at the scoreboard and I couldn't tell what the score was. And I looked to my teammates and they were all blurry. And then two weeks later, I can no longer drive. One month later, I can no longer make out the faces of my friends, family, and everyone around me. Uh, two months later, I was told there might be a chance that I'm legally blind. Five months later, I was diagnosed legally blind after having 20-20 sight my whole life. So, I mean, as anyone can imagine, the first thing that filled my head was, um, what can I still do in life? And it really, it really wasn't until my dad said these uh, two words that my mindset and my life started to change forever. Um, as he told me, Will, no matter what happens in your life or where your life goes, you're going to make no excuses. And when I heard this, I was thinking, I mean, that might be easy for him to say. I mean, he can see what's in front of him. But really what God showed me in that moment is, Will, when your prayer changes from God, can you just take me away from the situation to God? Can you change me as I'm walking through the situation? And can I focus and can you draw me closer to you as I walk through the situation? When my mindset shifted to that, that's where I've been able to have uh, joy every day, knowing <laughs> life isn't going to go exactly as I want it to go. But when my hope is in something greater than who I am, then, I mean, I can always have peace in knowing that God always has a plan. As it says in Jeremiah 29, 11, which has been my life verse, which says, um, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper and not to harm you, uh, plans for a hope and a future. And ever since I lost my sight, by just trusting God, knowing life isn't going to go perfect, but with him, there is always a way. Um, I, I was still able to play high school football, uh, being legally blind. I, I still able to do schoolwork. Um, as one of my mentors who ran track at the University of Arkansas with no legs, whose name is Hunter Woodhall, once told me, you can still do everything you want to do in your life. Sometimes you just have to find a different way. So in the classroom, I had to work with a talking computer where um, it, it took a while and it was, it was a grind. There's many days I could get frustrated. But it was just in those moments I remember um, verses like Romans 12, verse 12, which says, Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. And by knowing that, um, I was able to graduate high school, and now I'm a student at Arkansas. Well, sure, times can still be discouraging and whatnot, but by knowing that um, as when I navigate around the campus, as, as I use a stick to know where I'm going, um, by knowing that and as it says in Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6, we trust in the Lord with all our heart, lean not on our own understandings. In all our ways, we acknowledge Him. He'll make our path straight. By knowing that, knowing wherever my routes may take me in life, that I might not always know where, where, where it's going, but the great thing is, I don't have to know. Because knowing that the joy of the Lord is my strength, it's just given me just peace and, uh, and confidence every day, knowing that I'm. I don't have to be in control, that something greater is in control of my life every day. That's sweet. And I love whenever you talk about, like, um, instead of, like, praying yourself out of the situation, praying that God would, like, change yes. you in the situation, just because I feel like no matter, like, what, no matter how, like, big or small the situation is, if it's, if we're, like, a little bit, like, uncomfortable with it, yep. we're always, like, I'm, like, I don't want this, like, I want this out of my life. Um, but a lot of the times those things are put there to, you know, challenge us and push us 
uh, closer to him, so I really do love that, and I'm so glad that you shared that with us. Um, Cade, go ahead and give us your testimony. All right, so um, in 2012, uh, I gave my life to Christ at a church camp. Uh, I grew up in church, so I have your pretty um, standard Baptist story, but as time went on, um, my freshman year of high school was probably, I was really close with God and His Word a lot, and then the rest of my high school career, I saw myself fall into just really seeking out like relationships more than I did God, and it's all I, like all I cared about and all I wanted, and uh, a lot of that led to me um, falling into things just because um, uh, someone would want me to uh, go to places I really didn't need to go, um, whether that be friends or whether that be girlfriends, and um, got into a couple worldly relationships, and then my senior year, uh, I, I was in a uh, pretty developed, serious relationship, and uh, Graduated high school, and then I went to flight school to work on my commercial pilot's license. And not long after I moved to uh, Dallas, Texas, where I had done flight school at, um, some things came up with, uh, with the relationship I was in at the time. I was pretty serious, and, um, and it just didn't work out. And it upset me a lot, and I blamed God a lot, and I really struggled with my faith during that time. And I fell into a lot of things like immorality and just alcohol and all the worldly things, just partying, trying to fill that void that I'd had in my heart and just the hurt that I'd gone through. And I mean, that's honestly how I lived my life there for a while. And it wasn't until like the last couple months in Dallas that I really just was like, man, I can't believe how far I've strayed from God just because of this one situation. I've let this one situation just grab a hold of my life. And like change me as a person you know people would always tell me back home about how proud they were of me and how I was an inspiration to the younger kids and I just lost that and I lost my humbleness and I really wasn't that proud of it and so God used what had happened to me as an advantage to take a lesson from him and it's changed my life for the better ever since whereas like um, really has brought me so much closer to him because I think that he I don't want to say he brought me so far away from him because obviously that's not what he wants, but he um, he allowed me to figure things out and with him, and he really reeled me back in harder than I ever have been before. And to be walking a life now that is pleasing to Christ has been my biggest achievement, more so than even getting a commercial pilot's license or graduating high school, graduating flight school, any of those things. My biggest achievement in life has been coming back to Christ as hard as I have, and I'm really proud of it. Um, but, yeah, I think that God teaches us lessons in life, and therefore the better. And now, like, it's been really great to not have to worry about who am I going to be in a relationship with next when all I'm really worried about is my relationship with Christ because he's never left me. He's never done any like anything wrong by me. And um, he's always treated me right. So honestly, that's the only relationship I'm really worried about. And then if, uh, if I keep walking with him, man, uh, the, the rest will come. Yeah, that's so awesome. Um, dang, yeah. Um, so y'all kind of answered the first question I had already. So I'm going to uh, jump to the second one. Uh, do you think you have to go through trials in order to receive all the Lord has for you? 
think, um, uh, so do we have to go through trials to receive all the Lord has for us? Um, I think, I mean, we'll, we'll, uh, in the Bible it says like, not like if we face trials, but like when we face trials. I, th- I think trials is just like an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Obviously we don't want to look at it like that, but uh, as, as it says in uh, James 1 verses 2 through 4, which says, consider it pure joy. Brothers and sisters, when you face trials of any kind, because of testing your faith produces perseverance, um, let perseverance finish its race so that you may be complete and lacking nothing. What I think trials are um, is when we're in the moment, it's hard to say this, but I think what they are in reality is they're an opportunity. Because when you turn to God in that time and show that your hope isn't in that certain situation or that certain relationship you're in, but it's in something greater in your relationship with God, you can just trust in God in that time. I think that's really when um, when you're in that time, when you're in a dark room, that's really where your light is going to shine. So I think, I mean, for you to be all, all for you to be all God has called you to be, um, when you're going through that valley, that's when you really need to anchor down and trust in God because your light is going to shine brighter than ever. Yeah. Um, I asked that question just because I like a lot of the whenever I talk to people about my faith and stuff, they're always like, "Oh, but if like God's real, why would like they let this happen to me?" Or like just things like that or if God's real why does like my mom have cancer or whatever but I think um like a lot like you said a lot of people don't see trials as an opportunity um Cade what do you think about that I kind of like where uh Will was headed um I don't think that necessarily trials are necessary I think trials are inevitable um and they just happen in life and like just life you're right right and like Will. Will's quoted a bunch of scripture already, and I think what God has the word for us, not only to help us in our everyday lives, but to use his word as a weapon against those trials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's to put on the whole armor of God and fight, you know, fight whenever trials come your way. Because trials are, are inevitable because of the sin we have in the world. Mm-hmm. So, um, honestly, it's just being prepared for it when it comes, because like, even though like me or Will or you are having a really good time in life right now, if we're high, we know another storm is coming. It's going to happen. So it's mentally preparing yourself and spiritually preparing yourself by getting in the word to have, to have his word readily available to fight off whatever comes your way, whatever storm comes your way. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so we're all college age, young adults. Um, has being a like young adult made you more comfortable sharing your like story and just more personal things than you were say like in high school or whatever um, and like just yeah how is that how has adulthood made you more comfortable sharing your story I would say um, still being in college um, uh, I would say ever since I, I started losing my sight um, God's kind of just put on my heart that when, I, when I'm around people, like, um, like my, my story is inevitable because people, like, I, for, for certain situations, I'm, I'm going to need to let them know that I can't, like, see what's in front of me. And, but something I always follow that up with is I can still do everything, everything I could before, just I find a different way. And, but the only way I'm able to do that is by trusting in Jesus. Um, and something that I think that's cool about being in high school or college, especially about, uh, being open about your faith and being ready to share it with anyone that's around yeah. is people are gonna look to those that are younger. Like if you're sharing your faith when you're younger, it's just inevitable. Like people are gonna look to you and see like, man, that that if someone like that young can have 
that, that kind of faith, then like, wh- 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 where's my faith at? Yeah. Because I've looked at people that are younger than me, like my little, my, my younger sister, um, like when I started losing my sight, like I, I did not want to like, my first instinct wasn't just to, oh, thank you God for this happening. But every night she was in there, I could hear her in a room singing to God every night um, that despite what's going on with my situation, that he would use this. And that, I mean, she wasn't even like, she was only 14, 13 years old. She was doing that. And like, so like, that's just how, that's just how God works. And so I just encourage anyone that's like high school, college, or even older. I mean, especially high school, college. I mean, when you're strong about your faith, man, you never know like how many lives you can impact and how many people you can bring to God by you just taking that leap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, definitely coming into the adult world it's easier because I mean, even on campus, like I go on campus quite a bit to hang out with like Will or hang out with some of my friends, the BCM, right? And you really lose that cultural side of high school where there's, um, there's still cliques in college I've seen, but there's not like, there's you know, so the, much judgment in right. high school. Like I was like, yeah. young, yes. like whenever I was trying to start up like this whole coffee with Kelsey thing that is now like what it is, I was kind of like, like what is so and so gonna think about me? Or like somebody right. would screenshot something that I posted on my story, and I would just be like so embarrassed. Right. Or like one of my posts would have like so many like things. It got sent to so many people, and I would just be like, oh my gosh, like that's so embarrassing. But now I'm like, exactly. Is it really embarrassing if I'm doing it for something bigger than like myself? Yeah. But it's hard to get out of that mindset when you're younger. Yeah, that's it definitely kinda, is. That's why I wanted to like ask that, just because I didn't know if that was like just a me struggle, but like it, like when I was. Like, not even a year ago, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, are people going to think I'm weird? Um, but, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and that goes along with, like, being older. Because, like, like not only do we use lose the, uh, the cultural side of high school, but also we're, like, living in the adult world. And so, like, being around mat- more mature people who are, like, have open ears to hear what you say, mm-hmm. like, no matter what it is. And then, on top of that, you can go to high school kids because you're graduated now. They look up to you, yeah. mm-hmm. right? So you can be that leader. Yeah. And you can say freely what you want to say, but when you're peers, then it's, it makes it a little bit more difficult. Yeah, right? exactly. yeah. So it's a good, we're in a very good spot to spread the gospel, mm-hmm. I, I feel, because just because we're among mature peers for the most part. I know there's some that still have some <laughs> For the go, most part. But, um, and then we also have the younger kids yeah. that will look up to us mm-hmm. as adults. Um, yeah, okay. What is something God's teaching you right now? Like, not something that you've been learning for, like, the extended amount of time, but, like, what's something that he's been teaching you, like, really recently? I would say recently God's just been teaching me to, to be where my feet, feet are, um, mm-hmm. to, to not worry about the future. Because I think it's so easy when we're in college to think, oh, man, what's the future hold? But then what God's been showing me is, Will, when you're focusing on the future, you're missing the moment. Yep. That one person you could be talking to. Mm-hmm. Because you never know, like, when that will come. And something God's really sh- shown me is, as one of my um, me- mentors always tells me, I mean, be, be a giver, not a taker. Because, I mean, we see so many people around this world, it's all about themselves. Or what can I gain so it can help me in the future? But in reality, like, it, the moment we have with, with one person or the moment we have with God could forever not only change our life, but the person's life next to us. So God's mm-hmm. really shown me, Will, don't, don't worry about the future. Be where you are right now. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like the biggest lesson is just giving everything to God. Like, mm-hmm. um, like right now, I don't have um, a 
you know, a corporate flying job. I'm not out there flying jets right now. Not, at least not very commonly. Like, it's mm-hmm. very rare and sporadic. Um, like, today I have a flight, but but it's not consistent. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, building that time towards where insurance companies will get me on and I can fly constantly with bigger companies. And so, really, in this moment, it's just giving mm-hmm. everything to Christ. At, like, everything, all my hopes, my dreams... Because I know at the end of the day, the Father's going to take care of me, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, so it's just been a lot of faith, a lot of faith walking for me recently. And uh, and just prayer about like my career and where I'm headed. But uh, I think Will has a good point when he's talking about just staying present in the moment. Uh, because it's important uh, yeah. to enjoy the ride. Yeah. And I very much do. Like I love yeah. my job. Mm-hmm. And I very much am enjoying the ride that I'm on and, and the yeah. present. Like something I heard uh, Coach Sweeney at Clemson say... Um, Last week was in football. I mean, ninety-seven percent of your time is preparing, and three percent is like playing on out on the field. So if all you're doing is uh, worrying about how it's going to go on the field, then like you're missing the moment and where you can like begin better in your life. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like a lot of girls struggle with being where their feet are because if you're a girl, you're like, okay, like where's my future husband? Yeah, yeah, right. Where are we gonna live? What is he doing right now? And yeah, exactly. also like the. I don't know if you guys know this, but girls plan out their entire weddings on their mm-hmm. like Pinterest boards. <laughs> I <laughs> like, and I'm the okay. I do that, and I'm the worst because if I'm like dating somebody, even though it's been a fat minute, I like make a board like um like catered to that person. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I think they would like this. Mm-hmm. But so girls are really bad about that. Um, okay, staying on the topic of girls, just so we can get on a little bit of a lighter note. Um, so obviously. Y'all are dudes. I'm a girl. I don't know how dudes think. So I thought it'd be fun if we gave, because I mean, actually, this is kind of funny. So seven, I don't I haven't checked it in a minute, but like a couple weeks ago when I checked, 76% of people that listen to my podcast are guys, nice. which I feel like is kind of weird. Wow. Nice. But that 30% is girls. Nice. And um, I think we should give them some insight on what Christian guys want in a girl. Because I say, I say this thing all the time. I think I say it like literally every single episode. In order to find one, you have to be the one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I that I read that in oh, what book? it was outdated. I read it in that book, and I really read that, and I was like, well, shoot, I am not the one. And so um, yeah, what are what do you, what are some the one qualities you look for in girls? Because you know I have I have a checklist for the for the guy. Like there's a list. What are some the one qualities in a girl? I'd probably say the first thing is. Um is it's just evident in their life that they put put God first, and um, and that like they they kind of live by Galatians two verse ten, knowing that like, it's no longer I that lives, but it's Christ that lives through me. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty evident to see like when you're when you're around a person, and I would I would probably say that's like the main thing for me, and just someone that um, is who they are no matter who's around. Um, that's something my dad's always told me, and I, I think that's just a really uh, a, a quality trait. But what about you, Big Cade? Man, obviously, like, the first thing I'll look for um, is their walk with Christ and how serious they take it. Mm-hmm. But not always they, you know, that's not the first thing that comes up. So my first impression goes off of how they hold themselves and the words they use, the things they say, how mm-hmm. they speak about themselves, how they speak about others. Um, like, I mean, when I'm on a first date, I'm completely analyzing that person. Yeah, I, okay, I think that's really important to you, like, how they talk about others. And, yes. Like, I think how you speak about yourself, 
because it's like uh, just having confidence and like God created you. Like, yes. Kind of like yeah. it says in Ephesians two verse ten, like knowing that like, you are a masterpiece. Right. That doesn't mean like being like cocky or anything. That means like just being confident. Who yes, God's made you to be. Exactly. Pre- to be pretentious is too much, but to have confidence in yourself and love yeah. yourself through Christ yeah. is is what it's a major quality I look for because you know if I'm on a date, you know I'm in it for the long term. So how can I expect you to love me somewhere down the road if you don't even love yourself? You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's um, that's really what I look for. And then I really get into, like, what kind of person they are. And, like, lying is a big thing for me. Huge mm-hmm. pet peeve. I can't stand lying. Um, and a lot of times I've met with girls who've portrayed one thing, and then they've, like, been a completely different person. And it's turned out not good for me. So that's why I've really taken a step back and, like, started – analyzing people on dates and it sounds crazy but i just want to be careful right yeah i'm i'm big on pros and cons list um because if you like i don't know for me if i write something down it becomes like so much more like real um so like if i'm like genuinely interested in somebody like which like i said it's been fat minute um i'm like so i probably i don't think i made a pros and cons list since literally junior year of high school but it's okay um i'm just like like this is This is like the good things. These are the bad things. But are the bad things like deal breakers? Oh, that's another. Okay, what are some deal breakers? Some deal breakers. Like if you heard somebody like say this or like act this way, you would be like, absolutely not. Um, probably just like talking bad about people in general, because mm-hmm. I've I've always lived by like if you're gonna. Like, talking bad about someone else, like, you're probably going to talk bad about me. That's so <laughs> bad. So I was like, oh, shoot, what do you say about me? Because there's, there's plenty of things they can say about me. Um, but I would probably just say that. And um, probably just, like, language in general. Mm, like yeah. If you're just saying, like, yeah, I mean, that kind of goes with talking yeah. bad about people. But yeah, man, if you're just dropping the F-bomb on first yeah. day, it's a no-go <laughs> for me, bro. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm probably, probably for me too. I mean, if they're, uh, um, I mean, probably if they're a Boston, Boston Red Sox fan, a Yankee. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that one, that, I'm, I'm kidding but, uh. Yeah, those are good. I'm trying to think if I can think of any deal breakers. I think it's like if I'm like beca- like gonna become friends with a girl and they gossip a lot, I'm like I literally cannot be friends with you because you are going to talk bad about me the second I like do something to like yeah. kind of upset you. Yeah. Because I mean you're, we're gonna upset people, but like how do they handle oh, yeah. that? And drama is just not cool. Like no. It, yeah. And no, it's, it's like, not. And you know it's very subliminal things that kind of happen to your subconscious that I wouldn't like. Like if a girl like said something and then was like ha 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 I hate myself so much and I'm like oh oh no. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get better about that because I feel like that's just like something that like all girls do because we because okay This is a whole other thing and I need to talk about this in an episode But girls because of like social media want yes. validation so bad Yeah, and so it's gone to the point now where people will literally say anything in order for somebody to like reassure them um, oh. When in all actuality like you shouldn't need to be reassured if you're right. being assured by exactly. you know the good lord but um yeah, it really, yeah. it really does say a lot about a, a person's walk with Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm not judging the person. Like, obviously, I'll still love that person as a sister in Christ. But, you know, maybe it's not time to, like, get into something serious. It's time to, like, take a step back and maybe, right. you know, be there as a brother in Christ and, like, help out. 
because social media is like just such a big problem in our generation. Mm. And like our generation is in the middle of like this huge revival. And I want everyone to be able to like be readily available to partake in it because you know, I felt the Spirit of God move so much in my life, especially after me and uh, Will went to the Asbury oh, Revival. Yeah. I mean, like, just, I want our entire generation to experience that. And it's just, social media is just, it's the devil's tool, seriously, to just tear our generation down, boys and girls. I, uh, I saw something, who was it? Somebody was talking about how if, like, you're not using, oh, it was in Sadie Robertson's book, Who Are You Following? And it, the whole thing's about social media and, like, um, if you're not using social media to like spread the gospel or for good, then you're using it for bad kind yeah, of I've vibes. Heard, I've heard that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I totally agree with that. I mean, I feel like before I started using my social media for that, I was literally using my social media to be validated by other people. Mm. Not that I was like posting anything like risque, like doing mm. anything bad, but it was I was only using it to be validated. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. And I think we're all guilty of that at some yeah. point. Oh, oh exactly. Yeah, we've, we've sure. all been guilty of that. Yep. And it's, I mean, that's just part of our culture, you know. Yeah, we've all been, been in that situation where we've gotten, like, really excited and we got that like from that one person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Definitely. Okay. Last question about girls. Then I'm, then I'm going to ask you one more question, and then we'll be done. Um, last girl question is, so, you're, so your dream girl picture, you're taking her out on a date. Where are you taking her? I'm only asking you all this because I told that story in the car, so now I just want to know. <laughs> I mean, you already know my spot. It's that coffee shop. Every time, bro. <laughs> that coffee, a coffee shop is just, it's just a go-to. Just because, like, it's such a good first date spot. Like, even if it's a dream girl, like, you're just trying to sit down. It's a chill vibe. You're just sitting there having some coffee, talking. It's a good time. Like, nothing serious. And then, like, the second time... You go up on a mountain, look at the stars. It gets a little bit more romantic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, man? I'd probably say for, my, for myself, probably just like, I, I'd really be down for anything, but probably like just coffee or like, um, or probably just dinner, but just, just to get to know the person. And um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably say, say that. That's probably good with dinner. Where are you taking dinner? Like Italian, you taking Mexican food? I guess whatever they like. I mean, I like pretty much anything besides seafood. I, I do not like seafood. Uh, I love salmon, though. <laughs> I will throw down some salmon like it's nobody's business. I, I haven't tried salmon, but... you never I had always, salmon? I always say I hate it because I hate seafood. No, salmon does, salmon tastes like chicken, low-key. I love it, though. Is it the same texture? No, the texture's not the same, but like... Well, actually, same. I think... A first, good first date would also be like a baseball game, unless they hate baseball. That, oh, that dude, be baseball! So because good. like baseball is not like basketball or football, where it's so intense, but yeah. it's like more it's like calm. Chill, yeah. yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's good a good too. one. That's a good one. I was. This is so silly, but I went on this. Okay, I went on this like TikTok bachelor thing. Um, I actually made it to the last round. It was really funny, and the guy was super nice. His name was Johnny, but um, we had to like draw out our first date, and everyone drew these like um, like really like chill vibes. And I had mine on the beach because, I mean, like, I don't know where I'm going to go to the beach, but I had mine on the beach with, like, a pier and some lights and some solid food. I actually said salmon. I said salmon and, um, li- like, lime rice. Like, they have it. Um, what's, what's it called? I don't even can't even think of the place. Oh, local lime. Ooh. And, um, 
like, it was this whole thing. And he was like, has nobody ever taken you on a real date? Or like, why do you think that's like fine? I was like, because. Okay, that's the thing is I feel like also the bar is either way too high for like guys or it's like literally on the floor. Like my roommate yesterday, she was like telling me that somebody said something to her and she was like, that's, or he was like, how was your day? And she was like, oh my gosh, that's like, he's so nice. I was like, the bar is literally in hell. Like, people, it's annoying. Anyways. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. Dating's interesting nowadays. Dating is interesting. It's a pleasant way to yeah. It's hard. <laughs> it's also really hard to, like, I feel like date in a college town because you just, like, don't know. Yeah. Yeah, people can be, like, different. But. Also, yeah, because you, you, you'll get. And I think on text you get one thing, and you have to get to know the person in person. It's like, it, there's a big difference between text energy and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. energy, energy yeah. like the energy yeah. bus energy. Yeah, yeah, and you got like you got to really read the energy on the first day. Like, how far is this person really wanting to go? You know what I mean? Is it like maybe one thing over text, and then you meet them, and they're like, ah, not really. And then you're like, ah, I don't really know if they're you know if they want to take things serious or not. I my like indicator for that whenever. It's whenever a guy was like, can we hang versus can I take you on a date? Mm. I feel like those are two completely different things. Because if you mm. just want to hang, I know what you are wanting. And that's just, like, not cool with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus, like, a, hey, mm. let me take you on a date. It's like yeah. those are two completely different things. Yeah, yeah words words matter. Yeah, I've never even thought about that. Do better. <laughs> do, better do better. Do better. So now you'll know whenever you go to ask a girl on a date. Do not ask her to hang. Hey, so it's like that dad on TikTok, like, Oh, yeah, do, do better. better, do better. <laughs> Billy Visco. Yeah. Um, one of my friends met him at a Bucky's. <laughs> yeah. Um, Did you tell him to do better? I don't know. I need to ask. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think that's all I have. I'm trying to think. Yeah, that's everything. Do you have any last words of encouragement, anything you want to leave him with? Got anything, Mr. Mr. Lamley? Uh, I'd probably just say, uh, in life, I mean, the dream is the journey. Embrace the journey. Um, you don't, you don't, I mean, embrace the journey. I mean, you never, I, I, I never ever say it's to scare anyone, but like, you never know when your last day, last day is going to come. So, that's I mean, so facts. That op- the opportunity you have to talk to that person, tell that person you love them, or, um, or just show people that, I mean, I mean whatever you, you do, I mean, just put others first, and you'll, and you'll truly be a difference maker in so many lives that you won't even know. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably say just, like, no matter where you're at in life, whether you're in a good spot or a bad spot, just do your best to really enjoy the moment. Because, I mean, even at our age, like, time's going to go by fast. And before we know it, we're going to blink and be 40 with kids and a wife. And just life is going to be done. If that's, in, if, that's, if that's in the cards. I was telling Anna Rose that. She was like, one day you'll have a husband. I was like, yeah, if that's in the cards. I could, it could uh, just be yeah. me and... Could just be me and I could be the bride of Christ. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, it could be the bride of Christ. Who knows? I, yeah, I, I always tell people, I'm like, I mean, wherever my life goes, like, like I don't, I don't know where it's gonna go, but like, as, as long as I'm still here, I'm still gonna have a smile on my face. Yeah, oh, exactly. That's awesome. yeah. yeah. So just, just enjoy the ride. God's gonna take you where He wants you to go. You know. Yeah. He's yeah. gonna lead us where He wants. So, have faith, stay strong, and enjoy the ride. Say. All right, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you follow the Copy with Kels Instagram at CopyWKels, and you know you follow what. No, I, I, I was asking for a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Free, free handy. Like, does she have an Instagram for it? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. 
uh, follow my personal Instagram at Kelsey J Durham, and make sure you follow this podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts, whatever you're listening to it on. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.